Vault Studio, this is the NFL Podcast, proudly presented by U.S. Sports Gear. Here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to Vault Studio NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting on the, no, sitting in the vault with me today is James Arthur. How are you, mate? I'm very well, Richard, and I haven't quite got over the excitement of games of Sunday and and Saturday. <laughs> Here we are sitting in SEN in the podcast year last week saying all the home ge- all the home teams are going to win. Should win. Day one, bang. Boom. Yeah. Very exciting. We'll get to them. Have you got an explosion drop? Um, you don't. Don't bother uh, looking. I've got... Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I like that, but that's not kind of what I was looking for. No, you want an explosion. Should we just quickly, your biggest love in the world, other than obviously Lacey, is college football. It is college football. And congratulations to... The Alabama Crimson Tide, again, for winning five in nine years they've won now. That's incredible. And also, uh, Nick Saban has now tied Bear Bryant for national titles. Incredible effort in the in the modern era. Bear Bryant only really had to go up against 15 other schools. Let's not kid ourselves. So what used to happen was you could give as many scholarships as you wanted. So the big rich schools gave out 200 football scholarships Half of those players never ever played, but they couldn't play anywhere else. So they made everyone else worse. Yeah. So, but now, obviously, all that's long gone. There's more Division One college football teams than ever before, and Nick Saban has pretty much put his hand up to say, "I'm the greatest football coach that college football has ever seen." Yeah, and it's people. I've heard the argument. Oh, it's because he just gets to recruit everyone and he gets all the best players. But he, he still to, he does that, and he had to build that. Yeah. He like, he gets all the, he got all the best players in the first place somehow. Yeah, you know it's and, not and fair. He, to, when he took over yeah. Alabama, they were terrible. Like, make no, there's no bones about it. They sucked when he took them over, and he made them what they are now. Absolutely. Look, congratulations, Alabama. Pretty incredible uh, comeback. Pretty yeah. Pretty by a, a quarterback bench at halftime. Big comeback. That last touchdown pass. To win the game irritated the hell out of me because how do you blow that coverage when you know what they're going to do? Laser beam. It was a good throw, but and, it was wide open. The, 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 the crazy thing about it was how momentum flipped. The play before was a huge sack yeah. by Georgia, and then all of a sudden it just gets flipped on its ear. It was so. It was almost shocking. It, how, it was. Uh, it was amazing. And leading in, when the field goal kicker missed yeah. to send it to overtime, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, <laughs> you know, like this is the. This is probably the, the, the difference between college and pro football is you would expect any pro kicker to hit that. Yep. That kid was so nervous, he, he shanked it. There's no other word for it. The kid mm-hmm. choked in the moment, shanked it. Now, what about the 52-yarder in overtime? The George, yeah, yeah. The, the Georgia guy hit. Yeah. So you think, yeah, all the pressure's now back on Alabama. And then they mm. have the big sack. But then a touchdown, it's over. It was, it, it was almost over prematurely for me. I was like, what? I was ready for a bit more. Yeah, it was done. But yeah, very exciting. Congratulations, Alabama. Let's get to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the Vault NFL Podcast. The Bears have a new head coach. Mm. Yep. I don't know who it is. You don't know who it is? I have no idea. <laughs> it's Nagy, the offensive coordinator. <laughs> it was announced today. I was busy today. <laughs> Do you know what, everyone? Let's just uh, take a minute to breathe that in, that I Richie was, didn't know the news. I was staring was at you to say it. <laughs> you, Do you know what? I feel like I kind of knew you didn't know his name. And I, I didn't just, know his name. I didn't know who it was. Yeah, it's, it's Matt Nagy, okay? I know he's from the Chiefs. He's so the can, offensive coordinator of the one. Chiefs. Um, which is great because all we need is more boring Chief-style offenses in the NFL. Uh, if Pedersen and Andy Reid wasn't enough, now we're going to have another one. Um, look, we don't know how this is going to end up. Coaches the coaches at this point. They have to go and create and show that they're good. I'm not sure if he will be good. I can't comment on that. I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. Um, I know he put together a fairly good offense at times for the Kansas City Chiefs this year. Um, I know he's going to have a very good running back. I know he's going to have... A young quarterback that he can mould that certainly has some of the skill sets of an Alex Smith in terms of athleticism and, you know, arm talent. I don't think that's unfair to say. What I just don't like the Chiefs' style of offense. I don't like Andy Reid's style of coaching. Um, Pedersen hasn't made... The only good thing about watching the Eagles this year was watching Carson Wentz because he was so good. Mm. It wasn't the system. So I'm a little bit disappointed in that fact. But you've got to hire someone and they're taking a chance on a guy... 
at least it's an offensive guy that can work with Trubisky and, and, and he, see what happens. He's a younger guy. He's only 39 years old, getting yep, his which first is, gig as a head coach. It's so. a new thing now, young guys. Everything's like Sean McVay. Oh, he's people crazy are, young. But Kyle Shanahan's young as well. Like, and He's not as young as McVay, but he's still very young. So, like, Tomlin was very young. A lot of guys are going down that path now. So and Gruden wasn't old when he was hired. And Sorry, I mean... Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden when yeah. he was hired. Exactly. Well, I think that's a, a perfect segue into the, the big news, which dropped... It was expected last week, but the news hadn't dropped yet. John Gruden has signed a 10-year, $100 million contract with the Raiders. We've, we've talked about this one... A few times. A lot. Yeah. Recently, um, especially on air, we've done a lot of hits on SEN, if you've been catching it. A lot, um, actually. Thank you to SEN. We've yeah, been we've, really looking after us. We've done a heap. You stole um, a couple of my spots. I did. It was I wasn't, great. I wasn't impressed like, I think it. across all of us, we did about five, six hits. This seven week. Seven hits yeah, last, last week. week. Yeah. So, and we've got... I'm on with Rowan Connolly tomorrow night from seven till eight. So, tune into that. Um, it's been good. And we talked about this contract a number of times in a number of different hosts and... I've been thinking more and more about it, and I wish I'd said this the other night when we were on. Who are we to tell a multimillionaire what to do with his money? At the end oh. of the day, I'm, I'm not going to rag on this decision. He felt that's the best thing for his franchise, and that's the best coach out there. I'm not going to rag on it, but it's risky. Oh, 100%. It's that risky. is a fully guaranteed contract. It won't be. that Offset language is something that people don't fully understand that's written in NFL contracts. So what usually happens is if you get fired and you take another head coaching job, it doesn't get paid out whenever you take it. So let's say you've got three years to go, you get fired, you sit out for one, you get paid your 10 million. But let's say in the second year, you take a head coaching job, no more payments for you. It doesn't offset? Nope, no more payments for you from your old team. Now, if you take a coordinator position, it might have a, say, 50% drop. So you get half of it yeah. in those remaining years. If you stay out completely, you might get all of it. What they have now is what they're calling um, minimizers. So the first year, you get the full amount. Yeah. If you get fired in the second year, you get three quarters. Fourth year, you might get half. Fifth year, you might get X amount. So it drops down. They've got smarter about how they write head coaching contracts. Yep. So they can, guarantee, they can say, okay, $100 million deal. A hundred million of that will not be guaranteed. Okay. Good. I can guarantee you of that. Now, how it's going to work, we'll never we know. will never, ever know. No. All I know is if after two years it's not working out and they fire John Gruden... They won't. Yeah. They're going to have to commit to him for a very long time. They're committed to him for at least six years. Agreed. He's going to have to sit out six years. And then you can probably eat the last four years if it's not going well. In terms of a coach, I'm excited. Me I too. really want to see John Gruden in the NFL again. He's one of my favorite analysts on... Uh, you know, ESPN. I haven't enjoyed him this year on Monday Night Football because I'm not sure, I've forgotten who the other guy on with him's name is, but their chemistries, they're well, just It not, was their first year yeah, together. Yeah, they just weren't quite right, which, you know, you listen to Romo and Nance, they're perfect. Like, they are perfect together. So, they, they just weren't quite right. And they even had, like, a bit of an awkward goodbye and stuff like that. But it was funny because, you know, before the game ended, he was talking about, oh, you know, Sean McDonough. Sean McDonough, yeah. So he was talking about, you know, what he's going to... He hadn't mentioned the coaching. And then as soon as the whistle went, it was like, now, John, uh, he's like, yep, now I'm coaching the Oakland Raiders after basically not mentioning it because he legally wasn't allowed to yet, which was interesting. But in terms of, like, the offensive players for the Raiders should be very excited. Derek Carr should be excited. You know, he He, won a Super Bowl with Brad Johnson. Here's the thing... Brad was actually pretty good that year if you go look at his stats. Um, not not as good as what Derek Carr's going to be. The the really interesting thing for me, interesting thing for me, is he's a West Coast system guy. So like we're just ragging on Andy Reid, Spider Y Banana. He's Spider Two Y Banana. Spider Two Y Banana. That's um, from Stanford's offense, not from his. Oh, because that was what Luck called it. Uh, okay. Now the system he ran at the time was all the rage when he was at Tampa. It's been 10 years. Andy Reid has certainly incorporated a lot of, uh, I guess you can call it college or spread concepts to mm-hmm. his um, uh, to his West Coast offense. Um, if you're wondering, the Green Bay run, a very similar system. There's still plenty Kyle around. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan does. He's um, his Jay Gruden does as well. Kyle Shanahan's is very warped. It's, yeah, and it's, it's, it's very... Got, and it's damn complicated. It's a good system. Um, 
So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Now, what a lot of people don't realize is John Gruden, every offseason, he goes and hangs out with the coaching staff. Oh, yeah, he's got his guys already worked out. No, no, no. What I'm saying, though, is he went and spent an entire spring with Chip Kelly at Oregon one year. He went to um, Rich Rodriguez, who (laughs) just fell into a ball of trouble, um, learning his threat system. Take a wild guess. What do you get in trouble for these days? Something to do with a female? Yeah. Yeah. So he got fired from Arizona. But, and he spent a spring with Bill Belichick and all these other things. He's had his finger on the pulse the whole time. How he's going to go, I honestly have no idea. I genuinely don't. But if I'm a Raider fan, I would not be disappointed. And as a football fan, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, because he's also a bit of fun in the media too. Yeah. He's not going to be afraid to say what he wants to say. Nope. And it'll be great. Uh, look, that's anything else you want to discuss in the newsroom? You don't want to discuss uh, that Tom Brady's a jerk and Bill Belichick's apparently leaving the Patriots? Bill Belichick will not leave because he's got a contract that has two years to run. Fake news, would you like to call Fake that? Fake news. I, I don't believe... I, I, sorry. I can, I can believe that Tom Brady went to Kraft and said trade Garoppolo. And I can also see why Tom Brady would want to trade Garoppolo because he didn't want some young kid breathing down his neck for the next couple of seasons when he's trying to... Extend his career. I can get that. I don't think there's anything wrong. I'm not going to believe the stories of him forcing Garoppolo to call him sir and stuff like that because that stuff comes out. If you're an asshole, it comes out. You, it doesn't, yeah. you don't last 15, 16 years in the NFL being an asshole. How yeah. long did that Bucks now, coach bet, last? What was his name? Yeah, um, From Who was at the yeah, Razorbacks? No, no, no. He was at um, Rutgers. And he was about, he, he got the uproar when Tennessee were going to hire him. Yeah, it was Rutgers. Um, What's his name? Uh, anyway, he like he had one good year, yeah, and then everyone yeah, le- weren't, everyone worked out he was an asshole. Lane Kiffin, another example. If you're an asshole, when you're winning, everyone puts up with it. When you don't, you don't. And Tom Brady, I just don't believe he's that big an asshole. I'm sorry, I can't see him going. No, Jimmy, you've got to call me like, sir. I guarantee he had to bring the donuts to the Monday meeting. Not that, not, not that Timmy would have eaten one, but no, no. he he would have had to do all those things. But yeah. that's what the backup quarterback has to do in. Every organization. Exactly. And, you know, Herm Edwards would always make the third string quarterback bring him hot coffee for that first Monday meeting. And if it wasn't hot, he got in trouble and all these... It was... It's hazing. Yeah. Like not not as harsh as some hazings in the past have been. No, not some rich incognito hazing. No. And, like, I saw a post because um, Cam Johnson... Australian punter recently got re-signed to the Eagles for next yep. year to battle for the punting job. Congratulations, Cam. Good stuff. Congratulations. Uh, when he was at Ohio State, they hooked his shoulder pads onto the top of the goalposts using the cherry picker that does the filming, but then drove the cherry picker away and, made him climb and, and said, him. you can work out how to get him. <laughs> so Did he go get the cherry picker? I honestly don't know the end of the story. You'd have to ask him. <laughs> well, but that sort of stuff that's not harmful hazing it's just hazing so I'm sure Brady did his share of that because everyone does that's what happens in the NFL yeah and yeah I don't believe half that stuff uh, and I don't believe but one thing Bill I know Bellish for sure leaving. well he has to quit and then he can't coach in the NFL because technically he'll still be contracted to New England and then Kraft is not releasing him from his contract no because he's not going to let him coach anywhere no else. he has to retire or that's it yeah absolutely or he coaches at, at New England, which is what he's going to do. Yeah, exactly. Let's get into the review of this week's game. Hey, this is Tom from the Vault Studio NBA podcast. Hope you're enjoying this Vault Studio product that you're listening to right now. Just want to let you know that the NBA podcast is out weekly and you can follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud or any streaming device where you've found this podcast. Give us a like and subscribe and have a listen. Okay, you need to clean up the end of that. You need Um, to clean it up. Let's talk about... The weekend's games, we will start... Uh, do you want to do them in order? So, start with the Titans and yep. the Chiefs. Yeah, it works for me. Titans, shit the bed. Sorry, Chiefs, shit the bed and lose. Yeah, look, this game was over at halftime. I did a crossover. It was totally SCM over. Just before halftime and basically said, this is exactly what we thought would happen. Tennessee aren't very good. They're struggling. And then something changed. And do you know what it was? Malarkey stopped coaching. Yep. He let Mariota just run the offense. Just do what he wanted to do. And also, the Chiefs tried to get, stop getting yards on offense. <laughs> we'll get to the Chiefs. I know you're ready to just explode on Andy Reid. Um, but and Mariota threw a touchdown pass to himself, which was one of the most incredible plays of his When it happened, 
I'll be honest, I got up off my couch and cheered. Yeah, because anyone who doesn't know incredible. football would have thought it isn't allowed. Yeah. It's allowed. It's 100%. Brett Favre's first ever completion in the NFL was to himself. He threw it into the helmet of his center and it bounced back to him. Mm-hmm. Fun stat. Now, that, ha- that changed the game. Their running game, Derrick Henry, just took over. They wore them down. And as you said, the Chiefs' offense got nothing done in the second half. I have never seen a collapse. Most times you see collapses, a team at least scores a little bit in the second half and the other team just goes off. The Chiefs completely fell apart. They could not get anything done. They just stopped. They literally stopped. An interesting stat that I saw on Twitter during the game, Mm -hmm. when somebody worked out, it was about three-quarter time-ish, Yep. and somebody worked out what, how this was going to go and there was no coming back for the Chiefs. I still thought they could get it done. But they posted if Kareem Hunt gets less than 45 yards, the Eagles lose this year every single game. When he got Chiefs. more, when he got more than 45, they won. He finished with 42. Yeah. Because they, they barely gave him the ball in the second half. And I, they did nothing creative. Nothing creative. Didn't get Tyreek Hill the ball in the second half. There was half. barely a motion. Now, I, I'm going to give them... A bit of an out with the passing game. Kelsey going out completely affected their, their their offense. He draws a lot of coverage. What it allowed them to do when he went out is to double Tyreek Hill and no one else could really step up. That was the difference. They doubled Tyreek Hill, no one else stepped up and then Tennessee Titans took the play clock and just ran it into the ground and just wouldn't give him the ball back. And that was... I'm not giving Malarkey the credit for that, the head coach. I'm giving that that to Mariota. Mariota, this was one of the most mature games I've seen him play, and his numbers aren't amazing. But if you what you go back and watch that game, and you tell me he isn't a he isn't a big time player, I think this is a really good sign for the future. Now, the big issue now for the Titans are they want to defy Malarkey. There are no two ways about it. A guy said they wanted to fire him. They should fire him anyway. Now the owner has come out. And said, and the GM, and said, when he's going to be our coach next year. That's so stupid. I agree. Because they're going to go and get, we'll get to that, but they're going to get belted by the Patriots. It's a joke. One win because the other team completely chokes it away. And Mariota took over. It wasn't the coaching that changed that game. They should. Maybe, I'll give credit to Dick LeBeau on the defensive side of the ball, completely turned him around and made him play better. But I look at that game, they didn't really do anything different. The Chiefs just stopped being, you know, efficient. It was, it was terrible. Yeah, it, I mean, and they've paid the price. And that the, the Chiefs didn't score in the second half. Sixth home playoffs loss in a row for the Chiefs under Andy Reid. Yeah, it's, that's so bad. It's, it's so terrible. Bad. And you know, M- Malarkey will now survive because he won a playoff game, and the che- the Titans will be the same next year. They'll run a terrible offense where Mariota isn't given the ability to succeed. When really he should be put in a different style. Now, it's the same as Green Bay. You know, they're the best when Aaron Rodgers just calls it. It's just a dumb decision now. And they're going to be stuck they're going to be stuck with Malarkey for another Now the good thing is next year's the last year of his contract. So if he does make out that year, they don't have to re-sign him. But But it's a wasted year. I agree. With Mariota, they could be competing. They've got some good players on this team. Delaney Walker is a very good tight end. You know, Eric Deck is a good receiver. They've got some really Derek Henry. I forgot Derek uh, Eric, sorry, pardon me. You could have been forgiven for forgetting that Derek, Eric Decker, Eric Decker yep. played for him. He yep. barely touches it. He had a great touchdown pass or catch this in this game. Yeah, but that was big. kind of it. What yeah. do you have? Two catches? Yeah, because they don't feed him. They've got this, no, don't throw it to him at all. Yeah, they've got this guy Corey Davis that they went and spent a fortune a on fifth round, a fifth overall pick on, and he does nothing. And also, they're going for two. Yeah, I don't get it. Ooh. You didn't need to. <laughs> they failed on both. They they went. Then they had to chase it on the next one to make up for it. But as it turns out, they didn't need either one of them. No, well, if they'd got the two point originally, and then kicked an extra point on the next one, it would have been three points instead of yeah. two. Yeah, that's why they did it. Because when they scored that second touchdown or the third touchdown, whatever it was, second touchdown, the not getting the two didn't matter. It was yeah, either going to make yeah, well, it a five-point or a four-point. Yeah. I think that's... I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that that's what he was thinking. He was thinking, if we get the two-point conversion, then when we score again, we kick one, we'll be up by three points. And it's a, it's a field goal. We don't, we're not going to lose on a field goal. 
I think. Can I tell you something? And tell me anything you want, honey. The Tennessee Titans still have a negative points differential. Yeah, no, don't even start. They me. still have a negative yards differential. And they still have a negative turnovers differential. Yeah, well, this we'll, team has now won 10 games. We'll get to what's going to happen to them next week. Like, they're a crap football team. Agreed. Agreed. Sorry. But when, when Mariota gets going... They're a going, very ordinary football team. But when Mariota gets going, he God. can carry them. That's the difference. He's a very good player. Do you want to move on? Yep, move on. Atlanta travelled out to... That was the next game, wasn't it? Yep. Atlanta travelled out to the City of Angels and got the W. Yeah, and I rewatched this game. I've rewatched all the games. I don't know why, but I rewatched the games and Atlanta did it a bit more comfortably than what I thought when I watched I it the second time. It, I thought it was comfortable the first time. Yeah. And I haven't gone back to this one. It was... Yeah, but I thought it was closer than what it was the first time. Yeah. They really... Like the... Rams only scored a field goal in the second half. Three points. And they scored 10 in the field. Like they then scored 13. But I think resting Goff and Gurley last week was a big mistake. They lost a lot of momentum. They looked rusty. Young, especially, especially Goff. Young players, you can't do that to them. They cannot respond. And it's not like Goff's some superstar that should be rested. Like... He runs a system. He's not. He's not the reason that offense is good. It's girly no, and the system. So the fact that they re- it was a really dumb move, and it there is no statistical evidence to tell you that resting your players in week seventeen helps your team. Only for the or fact, hinders or hinders only for the fact that you're not risking injury. Mm. But that's football. If you if you get an injury week seventeen, yeah, mm. that's bad luck. What can you do? It's because coaches get fired when that stuff happens. That's why they do it. So you're telling me Jared Goff pl- plays week 17. And blows his knee out? Blows his knee out. And, and misses a- all of next year as well? Yeah. Coach gets blamed. Why yes. was he even playing in a game? Doesn't matter. Yeah, true. You know, that, you know that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So they take the conservative view. Yeah. Anyway, I thought the Falcons came in. Their running game was a lot better. It wasn't great, but it was good enough. I thought it was their defense. Their defense was outstanding. Yeah. I think Their De- linebackers played awesome. Deion Jones has... I've been I've even been letting him get under the radar to myself and not admitting to myself how good he is. He's like a, a Bobby Wagner sort of player. He is sideline to sideline. And the other guy is is Campbell, the other linebacker. He's a converted strong safety. He he moves like one. Yep, he can cover, but he also has that kind of toughness. He takes on blocks. He's not afraid. And you know, with their with their big D tackles inside, yeah, their, their defense is good. And Keanu Neal has turned into one of the best safeties in the NFL. Like they're a very Seattle Seahawks style defense. You know, you've got the Trufant playing the um, Sherman role. Vic Beasley's playing the Bennett role. Or no, I'd say Vic Beasley's more playing the Irving, the Irvin role. Well, it is that system. Yeah, that, that's where the D came that's from. That's where Quinn came it, from. Yeah, I felt like um, Joyner and Barron made every single tackle. <laughs> like they yeah. just seemed like they were everywhere. Or Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's the best player in the NFL. True, just player. He's the best player in the NFL. He's he is a freak show. Yeah, he's handwork. He, he is just disrupts. Incredible. He just disrupts every play. I actually thought their D was was good. Yeah, they play. No, this game turned on Pharaoh Cooper. He yeah. lost two fumbles in the first the first two drives, which got Atlanta their lead. Yep. Um, you know, it was two field goals and a touchdown, but that got them the lead. Now the offense brought it back, but they couldn't hang on, and yeah, it, it got it, them completely out of their out of their thing. Like, if you just look at the box scores. And if you say, okay, just show me Goff and Gurley. And if I said, before this game even happened, yep. that Goff will have 260 yards, a touchdown, Gurley will have 100, and Woods will go for 150, you'd be saying, yeah, they're probably going to win with those kind of stats. Yep, 100%. Like, th- this game was much more defensive um, than it looked. Yep, absolutely. And it, it turned on, on bad turnovers. And you can put that down to the Rams just being a young team that the moment was just a bit too big for them. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think it's going to mean they're not going to be good in the future. I think with the coaching staff, if they can keep you know, producing that sort of offensive put out, but you've got a team that averaged 30 points a game in the regular season getting held to 13 points. Yeah, well, that was the problem. They, could have put it, they couldn't put it in the end zone. Like they, got st- their total yards were okay. Their total even, plays were okay. They had a chance. They had a f- they got stopped on fourth down at the end of the game. They just couldn't get it done when it mattered, and that was because the the uh, Falcons' defense played exceptional, mm. and it was led by Deion Jones and Keanu Neal. That they're just a really good 
a really good unit. And you can start. I'm starting now to see those. Seattle, Dan Quinn, who was the Seattle Seahawks defense coordinator for should have been two Super Bowl wins, but definitely <laughs> one. Um, you know, you can see those guys and how they're fitting into that role now, and that's that's exciting. That's good. That's a good sign for Atlanta. Very good sign. Atlanta have an inside track now, but we'll talk about that later. Yes. Uh, they were the two Saturday games. I was highly entertained. By they were both very good games. Like yep. I'm sure if you're a Chiefs fan, you weren't entertained. But for a viewer sitting on the couch, it just goes, oh my God, they're totally pooping the bed right here. Yep. They were both good games to watch. Well, that brings us to Sunday morning. Monday okay. morning, our time. Bills, three, Jags, so ten. So, the Bills were given nine points in this game. I'm saying that right, aren't I? The Bills were given nine points. We're in getting a, in a, nine, Getting yes. nine points. If I told you before the game the Bills scored three, would have you taken, would you taken the nine points? For them to cover? Yeah. No way. You would have thought, oh, Jaguars have blown them out. Ten to three was <laughs> this game. This Bortles, game sucked. Did you see the stat I, ta- I tagged you in on Twitter? So, Bortles is the first player to have more rushing yards than passing yards in a game that doesn't like to hurt dogs. <laughs> the only player. So, basically, that's a bit of a crack at Michael Vick. He did it too. He had 88 rushing yards and 87 passing yards. I had to rewatch this game because I wanted to watch Bortles. It was... Richie, it, you know how much I love watching football? It killed me. It, it almost killed me having to rewatch this. in this game. First half was, was terrible. Dis- but the hard part is from this game. I've never seen a guy almost cost them the game, but with his feet kind of win it for them as well. They were getting nothing. They're off it. They had 21 carries, 57 yards. That was, that was Finette. He did not have a good day. He had a long of 16. So you work that out. We always take the long away. He had a bad day. They did not... The Bills' defense came ready to play. They stacked the box and said, you're not going to beat us running the ball. You're not going to beat us running the ball. And this is the worst running defense in the league. Yeah. It was a good game plan. They came in with a good game plan. And the Jaguars didn't adjust. They did not adjust to it. And Bortles could not hit the passes. He had 23 attempts. He was under 50%. Sorry, just over 50%. He was bad. He was really bad. He threw the only touchdown of the game on fourth down, which was ballsy as hell. Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't throw that, they did not get in close to field goal range again nope. after that. They probably lose because Buffalo got in field goal range the, at the, the end. The funny thing he, thing here is, everyone was bad. It was everyone was bad. Everyone sucked. Actually, not fair. Lorenzo Alexander, the Bills linebacker. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the defenses. Oh, offense. Yeah, they stopped. all the offenses, all of them sucked. And I, I tweeted this at the end of the game. I'm like, I did like this. How fitting that the Bills season ends on a Nate Peterman pick. Because they, <laughs> like, tried to, they tried to throw the season away with him earlier. They should have had an extra win. They should have been off to KC to knock them off. They'd, yeah. be, they'd beaten them already. Yeah, exactly. It was a dumb move. And yeah, he threw Jalen Ramsey's pick to win the game. That was a nice pick. He, he's Although, a nice player. I swear, they replayed that for 15 minutes. Yeah, because they wanted to make sure. Refs are terrified. Now, oh, can rewind for a sec. Did you see the hit on Marcus Mariota? by Johnson, the middle linebacker, that they called forward progression had stopped and he fumbled? Oh, yes. Now, this ref... He's retired. Has retired. He's retired. He, Jeff Triplett. He's a bad ref. He's been he, a bad he, ref for a long time. He's been the worst ref rated in the NFL. I Five or six years, I'd I say. I don't understand. There is 16 NFL crews. Do you think NFL he was crews. told to retire? What do I get, though? There's 16 NFL crews. How did he get How it? the hell is he doing, coaching in the playoffs? How's he doing it in the playoffs? Uh, when I have they no did, idea. how's the one where who got stripped and went off for the thing? Derrick Henry. Okay, and so it was well and truly down. It was so down, and a, but a whistle blew. Yeah, like you can go back and listen. You can yeah. hear it. And they clear just stopped blowing the, and they let it go. And they just let it all go yeah. and act like they didn't blow a whistle. That hit. Uh, look, forward like progression. You were right. Whoever blew that whistle was right. Blow it again. Yeah, forward progression. You don't get what you used to get in the NFL. Well, they let you just rake at it. But he came in and when he hit Mariota on that play, which keep in mind they recovered and scored on if the play was live, which it should have been. When they, and that and that's the game. If they get that touchdown, the game's over. When he hit him, forward progression isn't when a fly hits a car's windshield. That's not forward progression being stopped. He got rocked. You, that means every time a running back gets tackled, if he goes backwards immediately, you just blow the whistle straight away. That's the dumb. It is the 
I don't know how that's flown under the radar, and it, it made me just think of it when I was talking about refs, but I don't know how that went under the radar. That was a terrible decision. Um, that ga- this game was so bad. Everyone yeah. was bad. Sorry, defences, you were both fine. McCoy, I will give him props for 7, 19 for 75 yards, and he had a 49-yard run that was called yeah, back from off a freaking penalty. He that penalty was there though from me. Oh, it was a penalty. It yeah, was a dumb block. It was a block that he didn't need you have to, to make. Receivers are dumb. Learn when your running back goes past you, just stop. let go. Just stop. Don't let them because when they go to chase, you can't hold them. God, receivers are dumbest man. Gotta hate them. Um, we need them, but I hate them. Yeah, Lorenzo Alexander, the Chiefs linebacker. Sorry, the Bills linebacker. That was one of the best games I've ever seen a linebacker play. He was all over the field. He was dominant. Very enjoyable to watch. But then on the flip side, I thought Miles Jack, who I cannot believe went in the second round of the draft, he was outstanding and Ramsey won the game. And it, I guess it was kind of fitting the is Bills' Ramsey defense. Won- is he just about the best corner in the NFL now? Uh, yep, he is the best corner in the NFL. He's the all-pro corner. Would you um, swap him for Zeke? No. He'll play longer. <sighs> That's... Mm. It's hard. I... Because that was the, the choice, basically, yeah. wasn't it? No, I wouldn't. Okay. I think Zeke's... Because at Cowboys defense, he's just a really, really good player on, a, on an otherwise crappy defense. On the Jaguars defense, both safeties are good. The other corners are an all-pro. They're the best defensive line in the league. Like, There's a lot of things going for him there, but it'd be a tough choice. They've both worked out. Exceptionally, and you could flip flop either way how you wanted to get him. Now, if someone told me you could take a Z, you could take, would you swap and get Leonard Fournette the next year? Then I'd think about. Then I'd think about it differently. Yeah. But I don't think we would have got Fournette the next year. That's the diff. That's the, that's yeah. the issue. Moving on, last game of the weekend, we predicted it would be the best. It probably was. It came down to the wire. It definitely was. Carolina Panthers went into the Saints and lost for the third time this season, but they were certainly trying. Yeah, let's just get talk about the elephant in the room. I'm not talking about me. Well, <laughs> Cam Newton getting smashed, getting up, walking off the field, collapsing, claiming it was his eye. I don't know why you would collapse because something hit you in the eye. It's going into the tent for 36.8 seconds, getting a concussion evaluation, then coming back out and playing. Now... I don't care if if he wants to take that risk with his with his head and that that is one hundred percent his choice. That's fine. NFL, stop bullshitting us that you give a shit about the player's safety. You don't give a shit. You guys are a joke. Cut the crap. Cut all the bullshit about concussion and CTE and all that crap. Say to the players, you play at your own risk. If you get CTE, stiff shit. The information's there. Stop bullshitting us. If a player gets knocked out and wants to keep playing. Let him play. Don't pretend you give a crap. I'm sick of it now. He was clearly concussed. Now, he came out and played fine, but I've seen boxers get knocked out and then do a press conference 20 minutes later and they seem fine, but they're not. They've got severe concussion. It's bull crap. And I don't care, but this is not a Cam Newton attack. I'll get to that next. But Russell, NFL... Russell Wilson had one earlier exactly. in the year. NFL, Tom Brady had one earlier in the year. NFL, stop bullshitting us that you care. You care... When people are asking the question, you don't care generally. Just you want the best players out there. You care when it's not a when it's not a star quarterback in a big game. That's the bottom line. Cut cut the crap. Pay him some more insurance money and let him let him risk it. Bottom line. Now, the game. If I told you before the game, Kamara and Ingram are both going to get twenty three and twenty two yards respectively rushing. You say Carolina win? Oh yeah, totally. But, I would have, especially if you told me Cam Newton had. 350 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. The issue that the, the Panthers had is that Drew Brees is... Still Drew Brees. Yeah. He, that pass he threw to Ted Ginn was outstanding. Um, and just quietly, good for you, Ted Ginn. Yeah, because they didn't even offer him a contract when yep. he left. You got, it's not your fault. Do you fault. know how it's insulting that is, not offering him a after being yep. the leading receiver? It's, it's Disgraceful. Not, it's not his fault. He got drafted where he got drafted. Yep. And he's made... A hell of a career for himself. So good for you, Ted Ginn. Hell, he's eleventh year in the NFL. Yeah, eleventh year. That is incredible. Anyone who lasts that long has got talent, and he's still super fast. I have to apologise to Mike Thomas, the Saints wide receiver. Giddy up! I am sorry for not noticing how good you are earlier. I'm sorry for not realising that you 
have the most receptions ever in the first two seasons in your first two seasons in the history of the NFL, beating Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. And I'm sorry I haven't watched more of you this season. He is one of the best receivers I've watched all year. He's, he's the next big thing. He's out of Ohio State. Yeah. Like how did we not know? How did we second round pick? <laughs> how did we no, not miss this guy? I knew about him and I knew he had a good year last year. But the Saints weren't good last year. So then they're not on your radar as yeah, much. Yeah, you don't notice. But watching him today, he's just... There was a throw, which I think it set up Kamara's touchdown. It was an out route where literally he turned and the ball was... Like, he had to quickly put his hands up to catch it. And they asked Drew Brees after the game, like, how did you trust to make that throw with the game on the line? And he said, Mike Thomas is my guy. I know, the same as Marks Colston used to be. Yep. I just know he's my guy. I know he's going to do everything perfect. He said, that's no disrespect to anyone else, but he does everything perfect and he catches everything I throw at him. I just trusted him. He trusts me. He knew as soon as he's flicked his head, get your hands up. Because as he's turning his head, his hands are lifting before he even sees the ball. He knows. The biggest thing that I loved about the Weekenders, or in that game especially, how accurate is Drew Brees still? He broke the record this year like, for accuracy. He is so And it wasn't, a, it wasn't a bullshit Sam Bradford record either. It was yeah, proper it was throwing downs. the ball. Um, quickly discuss the Panthers. As my, I cannot stand Cam Newton, and I don't think he should be throwing the ball 40 times a game. Now, the game kind of dictated this in a way. You know, well, it, it was, got away from them early, and yeah, they had to catch up. It was 20, 21 to 9 at... Half time, you know, they kicked a 58 yard field goal as time expired, pretty much, which was pretty big for the Panthers, I think, to keep to keep him in it. But their problem is Stewart's not not a good running back. Their offensive line, no. I, I like their left guard Norwell. Their center's okay; he's not as good as he used to be, Khalil. But Matt Khalil, the left tackle, did you hear what Cameron Jordan said after the game? He called him Speed Bump McGee. Hundred, <laughs> you look it up. Speed Bump McGee, he called him. And after every player, when Cam Jordan beat, there must be some history there because he was telling him after every single play how crap he was. They caught it on the... On they've, the they've clearly had run-ins. Yeah, there's, something's happened in the past, which is weird because he's played at Minnesota his whole career and like the Saints don't play Minnesota that often. Like not, They're not in the same division or anything. Like, you wouldn't play yeah. him that much. It was yeah. weird. Maybe college, who knows. Uh, but I, I thought that I'm blanking on his name. I just Jordan. I thought he played absolutely outstanding. He only had the one sack, but he was all over it. Lattimore was all over Funchess. They couldn't really get anything going. McCaffrey, he's a receiver. I think he needs to move and be a slot receiver. Well, they've got Funchess. They pick up another guy, and they've got Greg Olson for next year. I think it's a good, good four guys. I, I was listening to Lombardi on on their oh, wrap same, up same podcast. Thing. Yep, hundred percent. And thing. he said it as well. The long touchdown he had, like he's fast. He's exceptional in space. His route running out of the backfield is exceptional. He'd be the best route runner on their team. It, you can you can make him a slot slash out of the backfield guy. Jet sweep. Use him but he as, should be on the field Use him kind play. of how Green Bay used um, the running back that was the receiver that year when they lost all their running backs. He wasn't as good. Montgomery. Oh, Montgomery. wasn't as good this year. But use him in, in a better way, though. Like you Don't give him the ball as much as carries, but use him as jet sweeps, you know, Shovel passes. That he should sort never. Of stuff. He should never be off the field. Line him up as motion him into the wing back and run a speed option with him. Like do, do whatever the hell you want with him. Be creative. He's, what I, he's what a, I wouldn't He's ask a him, good player. What I wouldn't ask him to do is block blitzing linebackers. Not that he does it bad, mm, but he doesn't do it, it great. He doesn't. And but he'll get hurt. He's small. Why beat him up like that? Exactly. Use him as a receiver. Put how him quick, in the slot. How quickly would he be a receiver already if he was in New England? Oh, <laughs> yeah. He'd yeah. almost never be in the backfield. They yeah, would get... Like or they, they've got seven other guys that they want to use as well. But yeah, he would, he would not well, be... Can you imagine field. he played for the Saints? How he'd get used in that offense? Kamara. Well, like, Kamara gets a, a bit more Kamara gets a lot more carries. And Kamara's middle, bigger. Like, Kamara's a bigger guy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That They'd use him like they used Reggie Bush. But probably better. Because McCaff- McCaffrey, the, the talk... I think he's blown the talk of him being a bust out of the water. He oh, started slow. Bust. But it wasn't his fault. He's been very, very good this Anyone year. Anyone who says that doesn't know... About football. They're a fucking idiot. Well, I wasn't going to go that far. But I am. They're, they're idiots. i got no idea. So, look, I think all in all, Panther season over, I can see some positives here. They get some help with the offensive line, which get get a free agency. It's not that hard to go and find a guy. Like Matt Khalil's fine if you, if you have to, but 
Find some guys. Get rid of Speed Bump McGee. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's so funny. That is blatant disrespect and I like it. Um, Greg Olsen's still there. The, trading Kelvin Benjamin has worked out in the regard that Funchess has stepped up and turned. looks like he's going to be a good receiver. Um, you know, McCaffrey becomes your slot guy. You've got Olsen. Find another guy. Like Curtis Samuel's still there. Turn him, have him as your other outside guy. They might get or, a luxury. Or go to free agents and get something. They need to run, then, then get a big back in the draft. Go and well, a genuine running back. Yeah, in the and second this round. year, there's a few of them. Yep. Second, third round, go and just get a genuine running back. One thing there's a lot of the the in this year's draft is quarterbacks and running backs. Yes. Now, none of, we don't know how good they are, but it seems... Well, we don't know how good any of them are. Well, but, a rookie's know. won the rushing title three years in a row now. Like that just, exactly. That doesn't happen for a reason. Rookies, rookie running backs are all they're the... They're fresh. Yeah, they're, they're all the rage they're the fresh. Moment. They haven't got any... Miles on their tyres. No, look, uh, you're done with that game. Congratulations, Saints. Let's get into the previews for next week. Hi, Fives. I'm Bianca. I'm Chris. And I'm Shari. And together, we're High Five. <laughs> we hope you're enjoying your Vault Studio podcast. If you want something real, candid and hilarious, slightly explicit and all things single life, Tune in to the Glitterbug Says podcast and like, subscribe, and follow us on Facebook, Insta, and SoundCloud at the Glitterbug. I apologise to everyone's eardrums. The, our Glitterbug girls have got some powerful voices when they all go together. You, you've also got to fade your music out. Yeah, no, I've, I didn't do the fading on them. You know what, Rich? That's on me. I forgot to do that. Um, you don't need to be a jerk. I wasn't being a jerk. You're being a jerk. Everyone. No, I, I said you just need to fade it out. That's not being a jerk. Being a jerk would be saying, hey, mate, that was all over shit because it was too loud at the start. You didn't fade out at the end and it was probably too long. That <laughs> would be being a jerk. You're a dick. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, let's get to the games. Uh, we'll start again. This is another good week. There's going to be Sunday games for us uh, and they're good times as well. They're the, oh, they don't have a night game. No, they do. Sorry, they've got the... It's the Sunday. There's never yeah, a night game. Got to, on this, this Sunday, our time, you'll have an 8.30 a.m. game. Which is Falcons-Eagles. Yep, and you will have the night game, which will be at 12.15 our time. Which Titans is the Titans the getting their doors blown off by the Patriots. I wish they'd flip those games. Agreed. I, I don't know if you can do that, but think about Australia for once. Um, the problem is, how the playoffs work is it's all written into their contracts about who and how many you get and whatever. So last weekend, yeah. ESPN got one. I think Fox got two and CBS got... No, no, everyone gets one, week one. Somehow, ESPN get dumped in week two and NBC get one... Sorry, NBC get two, NBC get one and Fox get one. Yeah. But then it's like a draft order. So NBC, because they've got the prime time, they get to pick what prime time game they want. They just take the Patriots because it'll do the biggest number. Exactly. Yep. Rather than what happens in the AFL where the AFL schedules what they think will be the best matchups into the prime time. Which I prefer. I, oh, I would prefer course. them to. Of course it's and their regular season, they do that. That's yep. why they did that fantastic yep. week 17. But there's no new TV deal till 2020. No, so. and, and hopefully they can adjust that sort of yep. stuff, which I'm sure they will. That the amount of money you're going to go in that TV deal is going to be insane. Like Money mean you could never even dream about that TV deal is going to be. Oh, maybe me. Maybe, maybe you couldn't dream about it. I might. Who knows? I might win $55 million on Thursday. If you win for, $55 million, Just for you saying that, no, you're getting dick all. I don't want you to give me anything, Rich. I just want you to build us this fantastic bias of studio. I'm kicking you out and going solo if I win $55 million. Richie, <laughs> I'm looking, everyone, I'm looking at Richie dead in the eyes right now. <laughs> you don't have the knowledge or the personality no, to I'm carry this I'm going to pay bring someone in. Oh, fair enough. Like Lombardi? Yeah. Can I just be your janitor? I might, be, I might build the studio in California and just do it from there. Can you win that $55 million? <laughs> What makes you think you're coming? Richie, you know I'm coming. <laughs> you don't even pretend I'm not. What if I win it? What do you need $55 million for? Your parents are rich. Oh, come on, man. You should have said, what do you need $55 million for? You've already got a studio under your house. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, let's, we've gone right off topic as usual. Uh, let's get into the first game. Falcons at the Eagles. Everything in my mind would say this will be a great game, except for the fact that Nick Foles is the starting quarterback for the Eagles. Probably the most interesting thing of this game is Falcons open two and a half point favorites. That's insane to me, but that's what not having the current MVP when he got hurt on your team, Carson Wentz. And you know the Eagles. You look, they're the number seventh offense, number fourth ranked defense. 
the Falcons, number eighth offense, ninth ranked defense. The thing that scares me for the Eagles and Eagles fans is I just saw a much better player, a much better offense, and and a better quarterback than Nick Foles trying to take on this defense, and they didn't stand a chance. And really, you go back and watch that game against the Rams. They didn't. The Rams did not look like they were doing anything. How are the Eagles going to do it? I would say they're worse a running game. They're than, than like they've got worse running backs than Gurley. Their receivers are worse than any of the Rams. The Rams got a good. Like, no one's a superstar, but they've got a better core. Like you name the Eagles receivers. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, only because we bag him all the time, and he's probably their best guy. Oh, they got Jeffrey. Who has been okay this year, but I'd take the I would take the Rams' offense any day over them without Carson Wentz. Without, is it going to be cold? Uh, they do have the um, forty-eight. So Fahrenheit. about eight degrees. Yeah, it'll be chilly. Not ice cold. But not. But yeah, that's not. That's and not Eagles right. aren't. A, oh, that's the only thing that could hurt them. It's not outdoors. being in a dome. That's why I was asking. Mm. The thing is, it's going to come. This game is probably going to come down to me. Is can the Eagles' defense? Stop them running the ball. If you stop them running the ball, like completely stop them, which the Rams couldn't do. They stopped them a little bit, but they couldn't stop them completely. If you can stop that, you're relying on Matt Ryan to pass, you know, in a cold weather situation that he's not used to. And that's going to be difficult. I think that's that's the key to this game. What have you got? Who who you got and why? I think the Falcons. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the Falcons too. Oh, I actually think their toughest game was last week. 100%. They've got the win. Can we just... They're I, don't, gonna, I, they're don't, gonna, I don't want Minnesota to lose, but can you imagine if the Saints beat Minnesota, the Falcons well, beat the Eagles, and we get them playing in the in the championship, division rivals in the championship? That'll be insane. In, in, in Saints. In New Orleans. In, in, New Orleans. in New Orleans. That would be fun. That is fun football. All I know is I just... Carson Wentz on this team, I'm taking the Eagles all the way. If I'm an... I, I'm not trying to say it'd be a jerk because Eagle fans kind of annoy me, but so do a lot of other fans. So I just, I'm fearful for them. I think they're going to be shattered. Do you think this could be a, a dust up? Come come lunchtime on Sunday afternoon, I reckon they'll be sitting around. You reckon they might get punished? I don't think they'll be watching the late game, put it that way. Yeah. Oh, we're both taking the Falcons in that one and... Let it be said, if they had Carson Wentz, because I've copped some shit about this, if they had Carson Wentz, the Eagles are my favourite to win the NFC. Maybe Minnesota, but they're a lot... No, they'd be my favourite. Yeah, they'd be my, yeah, 100% they would be. They've won too many games. Foles got them through a couple of weeks, but he's not getting them through playoff teams, I'm sorry. And a hot one. Atlanta are running hot right now. Yeah, well, That was a huge win. They, they, they won they five, won six, They won six straight. of seven yeah. to get in. Against good teams. They beat... Playoff contending teams, yep. Detroit, Seattle, Cowboys. Now, they're not good, but they, they were contending for playoffs. And Tampa as well. Yeah. Like, all those other teams needed that win. Yeah. Big wins. Not, well, uh, Carolina and New Orleans couldn't beat Tampa down, down down the stretch. So, they won some huge games. Huge, huge games. Yeah. So, so they're, they're hot. Let's get to the next game. We don't have to spend long on this. Titans going into the Patriots. Number one offense. They're going to destroy the Titans. Surely they're going to get so. smashed. I want... Can I just make a plea to how I've told I you before about my three stats. Yeah. They suck. Yeah. Can I just make a plea to how I think the Titans could win? I'm not saying they will, but bomb, how they could. B- bomb scare or? No. Mariota. Brady in the car park. They let Mariota take over. They they somehow managed to give him a, let him run a system that suits him. And they stop the Patriots running the ball, which in turn makes it harder for Tom Brady the Titans need to be very, very efficient on offense and take big, long drives to keep Tom Brady sitting on the bench. That's how they can win it, which is what they did to the Chiefs in the second half. Will they do it? Absolutely not. I, I don't, I'm not a betting guy, but I'd bet a fair bit on the Patriots winning this game if they weren't paying a dollar o two. I don't know if it's that low. It's low. It was like a, it was a dollar o seven the other day when really? I really when the Titans won. It was a dollar o seven. Um, I wonder how many points they're getting. How many points in would they need for you to take the Titans? I think they're getting they're getting fourteen points. I'm pretty 14? sure. Fourteen. Yeah. Wow. Hang on, I gotta find this now. I'm pretty sure they're getting fourteen points. I saw on on uh, Bill Simmons pick the line or whatever. It was fourteen or thirteen and a half points. That's two touchdowns. Yeah. In a playoff. Well, game. they were a touchdown underdog going into the Chiefs. 
Yeah. They're, they're now going into... Like, obviously, the, the, the betting people are saying that you didn't impress us against the Chiefs. Sorry. Well, they, they're terrible. Yeah. They're not uh, very good. I, I just can't get past how a team that's won that many more games than they've lost has all those categories in negatives. Because they, they, they get blown out when they lose. They're getting 13 points, yeah. yet the over-under total for the game is 47. I'm talking Chinese, mate. If you take both teams' points and yeah, yeah, combine I get that. them... <laughs> what's the, what's the, how does that work in sync with each other? Well, the point is, for it to go over mm. and... Sorry, if it, for the Titans, say, to cover that 13 spread and to go over... Yeah, the score has to be like, you know, 37-17 and stuff like that. Oh, so you reckon if you're going to take the if you're going to take the Titans, I just think this is I think this is going to be low scoring. I just think don't bet on it. Oh, I wouldn't bet on this. this game. I wouldn't touch this game. Anyway, you got, you got the Patriots. Yeah, of course I do. Patriots hundred percent. Let's get the Patriots winning next week, and I don't even know they're playing yet. It'll be the Steelers. What we're going to find out right now. We've got basically the Monday games for us. So the Sunday we've got five a.m. five oh five kickoff in the morning. And the eight forty kickoff. Um, I don't mind these times because I have to get up early for my daughter. Gotta go to work anyway, and I go to work, so I listen to it at work. So not too bad. We'll start with the Jags at the Steelers. I'm tipping you're you're going to take the Steelers here. Yes. Can you give me a give me your argument? Let's have a little debate here. I don't really care who wins this game. I think the Steelers probably will, but I'm going to go Jaguars. You, you go. You tell me how you think they can beat the Steel the Jaguars. Bell Brown Roethlisberger. Okay. Anything else? No, that's all they need. So does the injury to Brown worry you? No, he's you fine. Think, you think he'll be fine? He's fine. I'm going to give you... Again, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here and like it for the Titans and give a reason why I think the, the, the Jaguars can win. One, they won earlier in the season in Pittsburgh. Not saying that's any big thing why, but they have done it before. They'll have confidence there. Two, since Shazier went down for the Pittsburgh Steelers, their run defense has been nowhere near as good. I don't have the statistical proof of it or I'm not going to look it up. But I know for a fact they have not been as good. They're, they're due for a good game running the ball. Let's keep in mind this is the number one rushing attack, the Jaguars, for the, for the season. They've been a bit off lately. They're due for a good game, which I think's fair. They're also the number two defense. If anyone can shut down this Pittsburgh Steelers attack, it's them. Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. In saying that, though, it's a playoff game. Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown. I'm glad you used that as your argument. But out of all the games this week, out of the two AFC games... Can I, can I just give you something else before you move on? Mm. Have you looked at the weather yet? Uh, I have. I've got it right here. It's going to be snowy. It's going to be minus seven degrees Celsius so in Pittsburgh snow. at kickoff. It could. It's minus seven. And just to clarify, where are the Jaguars from? Florida. Mm. Now, the thing about Florida is it's, it's balmy down there, I believe. That's one word for yeah, it. It's tropical. That's another word for it's it. It's like Queensland if you... It's hotter than the Queensland. It's like northern Queensland. Cairns. Yeah. So it's, it's a hot place. So that could affect the game. It will affect yeah, the game. Yeah, it- 100%. It's like anything. When the Storm go up to far north Queensland to play whatever that team is... Cowboys. It's hard for them. In the vice versa, you come down, it's freezing bloody cold, and your hands are cold, and you're chivery, and you're not used to it. You get and, used to the weather you live in. And I just think, as much as I'd love the Jaguars to win this game, because I do like the Jaguars, and I think I'm sick of having Pittsburgh, Patriots, Col- Denver, whatever. Like, I'm sick of having those quarterbacks in there. I'm over it. The low of that day could is potentially minus 14 degrees Celsius. Yeah. And the, the thing is, as well, Pittsburgh, I don't think, can beat the Patriots. Patriots dominate them every time they play. At least the Jaguars, it's something different if they go and play the Pats. It's something we haven't seen. It's something the Pats haven't seen. It's something they might... Bill Belichick, you know what? He might not be able to scheme as easily for it. He's, they might get pushed around. It might be a good game. I know when Pittsburgh go to, go to the AFC Championship game against the Patriots, they're probably going to lose that game because Belichick beats them every time. We've all seen these movies. Exactly. We know how they all end. 100% we have. So and the Steelers are going to win. And yeah. the as Patriots as are going to win. Yeah. And then the Patriots are going to win. And they're going to go to the playoff against whoever comes out of the NFC. And we'll see what happens. And we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I would love the Jaguars to win this game. But if I had to pick, I'd have to pick the Steelers. I just don't, I just don't think Bortles can do it. And until they get a legitimate quarterback, I think that's going to always that's be That should have been my argument. I should have just gone Blake Bortles. Yeah. Drop, well, drop the microphone. Am I chipper comparing him to Tim Tebow today? 
I didn't actually mind that that compa- the comparison. The way he played in that in that game against the Bills, very similar. Um, bad at throwing the ball and okay running it. That was what it looked like. Let's get to the last game. I reckon this is the game of the week. I think this, this is the match of the round. Oh, definitely. Saints at the Minnesota Vikings. Now, speaking of cold, this will be colder and it'll be snowing, but it's in a dome. In a dome. Because Minnesota are soft. They could have built an outdoor stadium, but they, but they didn't. They I would put a roof on it. Negative 13 degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. That's... You want, that is, you want me to get it? It's fucking cold. It is it's cold. cold that me and you have never felt. Or maybe you went Chicago to get that cold that time you were there. It was not minus five. It wasn't minus twenty-five Celsius. That's it was minus ten. Minus ten's the coldest I've been in. It's disgusting. These teams, number one defense in the league. Seven. Oh, can you imagine tailgating in that? Oh, you wouldn't do it. You'd <laughs> oh be, no, no wonder the Bills fans throw people through tables, which I enjoyed again this week, especially the far, the um, husband and wife one. That was outstanding. You got the number second offense going against the number one defense. Last time I can remember a matchup similar to this, it was a Super Bowl. It was Denver going against Seattle. We all remember how that worked out. I'm excited for this game. I can't pick this game. Well, they played earlier in the year. I wish they weren't playing each other. Yeah. I wish this was the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Minnesota and the Saints played earlier in the year. Minnesota won 29-19. Yeah. So, and that was back, oh, September 11, there you go, at the start of the year. Oh, was that the first two weeks when they lost, Saints lost the first two mm-hmm. games. So, Saints are a different team now. I'm just gonna put. I'm not gonna make a case for anyone. I'm just gonna basically say, if you're a fan of NFL football, watch this game. Because if this game sucks, I will be so disappointed. Because everything points to this just being an outstanding game. All the storylines. Case Keenum, you know, playing in his first, play, starting in his first playoff game. I don't know if he's played in one before, but it's his first start. With all the stuff that's gone on there, you know, they lost Cook earlier in the year, the outstanding rookie running back. You've got the Saints, who everyone thought they were going to fall apart. Drew Brees not being as good. Kamara and Ingram, first two players to have 1,500 yards from scrimmage each. Thomas, their passing attack. It's so exciting, both sides of the ball. Then you've got this dominant Minnesota Vikings defense with really no weakness. Xavier Rhodes was the all-pro corner. Number one in the NFL. Yeah, Xavier Rhodes was the all-pro corner. He's going to go on Thomas. That's a matchup. Two tough guys are going to be going at it. You've got Anthony Barr, who's going to be coming after Drew Brees. Linville Joseph inside, working against a good Saints interior line. Everything points to this being a great game. And all I hope is that it lives up to it. We get an overtime an overtime, or you know, a last-second field goal to win a game, and it's just really exciting. Uh, my head is telling me the New Orleans Saints. I think they're on a bit of a roll, but my heart's telling me the Minnesota Vikings. I uh, think they're just a much more consistent team. I really like the Saints. You know that I've had a soft spot for them for a long time. I, so I, I meant I'll, to say, I'll take them. I meant to say my head's telling me Minnesota. My heart's telling me New Orleans. I don't care who wins this game. I actually like both of them. As I said, I wish this could be... I wish the Vikings were playing Minnesota and the Eagles were playing... Vikings playing I wish Minnesota. The, <laughs> <laughs> I wish the Vikings were playing Atlanta and the Eagles were playing New Orleans and we could get this in the championship game. We can't. I think this is going to be better than the championship game. Um, the fact that the Eagles game's earlier, if the Falcons win, it'll make me want the New Orleans Saints to win because I want that matchup. But then again, Atlanta going against Minnesota in the championship game is exciting too. You know something crazy? There's four teams from the South still alive and there was five in the playoffs from the two divisions. Yeah, it's true. South rises again. Yep, not Tampa though. Nope. <laughs> uh, you got anything else to get to? Mouth got mouthful of crips. You have been putting those chips away. I hope Thorpe doesn't listen to this and hear you're eating some bad food. She won't. I know, might send her a handy message to say you should tune in this week. Last five minutes. She still um, won't. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, make sure you get on to SoundCloud, iTunes, subscribe. Please give us a rating, guys. We're asking every week. We're getting one or two a week. Can everyone who listens to thanks, this podcast, Jules. all five of you, can you just go on? I should have five new ratings next week. No, with all seriousness, please, can everyone just go on? All you're going to do is go to your podcast app, go to the, the channel, which is in your app, and just scroll down to the bottom, and it'll have a rating and a, and, a, and a comment. Just leave a rating, leave a comment, say what you want, give us five stars, um, and help us get up these, these, iTunes, uh, these iTunes boards. Richie, anything to finish up on? Enjoy your week of football. Yeah, really enjoy it, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the NFL Podcast, brought to you by The Vault Studio. 
You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more, head to www.thevaultstudio.com.au. And for the latest news, search for The Vault Studio on Facebook and Twitter. Love you, Jerry.